This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice. And it's Friday, which means we are on installment number two of this new mini-series that did really well last week. So I'm bringing in my temporary co-host, Mike, because we're going to talk some Marvel. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. had a nice week. Got to watch the Marvel thing uh, the day it came out. And I kind of rewatched it again, so I get a little fresh, fresh look at it. Yeah, I just watched it two hours ago. Uh, so it is fresh. It is fresh. Uh, a little, little behind the scenes stuff. When, when we decided to get the recording in uh, today, I thought, well, I should probably watch it so that I can have something to talk about. Uh, because I have, I have bullshitted my way through many things in life, but I don't think that I could quite pull a Jamarcus Russell and say that I saw what was on the tape, even though there's nothing on the tape. Um, so a little, a little NFL draft humor with all the, yeah. you know, pro days, combine stuff coming up. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I actually just did watch it. And, um, so first impressions. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I thought they did a great job. The kind of good introduction to, um, John Walker's character. Um, I really I like that that uh, kind of dynamic a little bit. I have a little bit of there's one little like I have a little weird point about it at the end, but I guess we could talk to it as we get through the actual details of the show. Yeah. Um, I thought the show was good. I thought the pacing was good. I thought the uh, again the cinematography and the and the what do you want to call it the production value is just incredible. I mean it's it's oh, like it's like you're watching a, a movie. You know it's, it definitely doesn't look like TV if you will. It's gorgeous. Like the, yeah. the shooting and everything is so polished and you just, you don't get that on mainstream television cable. No, television. you know, you just, I don't know if you ever watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't really. Um, no. I know a lot of people liked it. I heard it was a great show. Never really watched it. I, I think I saw little bits of an episode here and there and it felt like TV. You know, like it was just a little yeah. chintzy and you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's TV, the budgets are different, but man, the way they've been able to pull this off has been, it's really, really amazing. Well, before we get into the the details, it's funny that you say that because whenever I watch TV, like if you watch a network television show now, you can almost tell by the way the show looks what big cable network it's on. Like every CBS show to me has the same, like especially the cop, like the the uh, sitcoms or whatever, they all have the same like look and feel to them. ABC <laughs> kind of has the same look and feel to them. And you're right, there is a a significant difference or dip in quality, if you will. I don't know if it's because they are they're obviously not filming in 4k i would assume uh for for cable because remember when hd came out all these cable networks were technically behind the eight ball when it came to the technology right. um so the shows weren't in hd your television could handle it but the shows right. weren't in hd yet and i feel like cable television is probably there but that speaks to what we talked about last week where this new paradigm where these these large scale uh, media empires are putting major dollars toward yeah. it. So you can get a television show that looks like a theatrical release uh, and it's in 4K. So yeah. it looks the part. Like it looks so, so good. Uh, I'm with you. Another episode I felt like it just flew by. Um, never wavered from my attention. Like actually, I didn't even pick up my phone during the entire episode because 
yeah. managed to capture me, which doesn't happen very often. Like we're always constantly grabbing our phones, even if we're interested in what's on. And we tend generally tend to miss. Like I did that during Wide Division a couple times, and I'm sure I missed uh, some clues <laughs> here or there because you know I picked up my phone to look at something else or whatever. But I actually didn't during this episode. So my yeah. first impressions were uh, two for two so far. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, great. So how did the uh, how did the kids like it? They liked it a lot. Uh, you know, the girls uh, at 12, you know, it's kind of, it's a, I feel like this one's a little more mature subject matter, but it didn't seem to, uh, the girls, my, my daughters are, it's funny, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday between, you know, how they, they're towing that line between childhood and, and, and teenage a little bit. And so they have some mature, they're very mature in many ways, but they'll still like, you know, play like a kid too mm-hmm. um so i was impressed they were able to kind of keep up with the uh the subject matter and i think they really enjoyed it they seem to really like it they like the action they like the the storyline that was pretty cool um do you do do they find it uh like do, do they find it less interesting than wandavision because i remember talking about it with you and like wandavision was so up uh the girl's alley especially yeah. you know especially one of them who's very much into the fantasy type stuff um you know we're leaving names out to protect the innocent here but yeah. uh um you know and it that was much it was much more up their alley because you know having been with them for having seen them so many times now like finding clues you know little easter yeah, egg things like that's so up their alley and this is a lot more straightforward and even they made a, a mention to it in the episode uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, uh, Falcon and, and Bucky had a little exchange that sort of got to the point that I made last week about the characters. But are, are, so they're enjoying it just as much. Are they? Is it almost refreshing for them to not have to like watch the episodes three, four times to go? It, it may be. It may be. It's refreshing for me because they don't ask me to yeah. watch it three or four times. So they end up doing it on their own most of the time. Because uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, Wandavision's a little more up their alley a bit. Um, you know, I'm sure they identified with the main character more as a, as a woman. Um, and also, you know, they like a little bit of that sci-fi and, and, uh, and magical type stuff a little more. And so I think, and they also like, you know, they liked, I think the, the problem or the, uh, you know, the, the mystery behind WandaVision, you know, that's, that's definitely right up their alley. So they definitely, you can tell they enjoyed that. But they seem to enjoy just watching this. I think that's probably the best part about this. You can just sit here and watch this and enjoy it. It's a good show. It's a good storyline. And, and uh, yeah, the character development, I think, is, is really neat in this one. Which should tell you something, because generally speaking, action, big-time blockbuster action movies, even television shows, obviously the demographic that they're gearing towards is more of a male-based demographic. Right. So the fact that the, the girls are able to enjoy it without hesitation, even though it's a you know more of a quote-unquote male-dominated subject right. matter, speaks to the material and that they're making good content. So um, getting into the, the particulars, uh, I will say a couple things about that. So first thing they surprised me was that uh bucky and falcon didn't have what i thought was going to be this like grand reemergence as like to you know like their relationship like bucky legit just shows up at the hangar and is like wtf dude and yeah, the it conflict took me by surprise them. yeah, yeah the, con- the conflict between them threw me off at first i was like why do they hate each other i didn't remember them hating each other like this, and I was trying to think back to like, okay, let me think back to some war. There's some, you know, a, a little, a little bit of like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't know what it is like. 
butting heads between them, but not in a bad way. But it felt like there was like almost a legitimate dislike for the other one. Um, but then I think they 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 kind of explained it pretty well. Whereas Bucky's a hard person to to get to like anyway. It's just not his nature, I think. And when they get to the the, the part where they do the uh, the session with the psychologist, and you kind of get to the real the real heart of the matter is. Uh, Bucky is disappointed, I think, in Sam's uh, lack of confidence in himself as as being Captain America, and at the same time, fears that if Sam is not supposed to be Captain America, then you know maybe the whole thing that brought him out of being the Winter Soldier, that that whole Steve Rogers believing in him, you know, if Steve is wrong, then it, then the whole his whole world can crumble, and so I think it's. Uh, that conflict, I guess, plays itself out between the two and, and, and Sam's decision not to not to take the shield, which is very interesting. I would never have thought they would have gone that way with it. Well, and that that was my big takeaway from the episode was uh, very surprising. Like, I, I listened back to our episode last week, like I usually do. Um, and, you know, for those of you who didn't listen, you should because it was good. Uh, Self-plug. And <laughs> um, But I, I listened back to some of our, our guesses because that's, that's going to be the fun part for me about this episodic nature of what we're doing here because we get to go back and listen to, well, that was a crappy take. So right. we're totally wrong there. <laughs> but a few of the things we talked about kind of came to fruition, but I think they're materializing themselves differently than we thought that they would. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of them. Like their, the nature of their relationship first, I honestly thought we were going to have to wait a few episodes before they interacted with each other because right. I thought there were going to be two separate sets of events sort of related obviously the new captain america uh you know vein was what's going to bring them together but i thought it was going to take a little bit of time so the unexpected nature of bucky sitting and watching the interview which is another thing we'll get to uh and then all of a sudden popping into the hangar like he knew falcon like falcon was going to be there yeah it kind of threw me off a little bit and i thought well i was really wrong about that but i think that actually is the reason why it worked because it showed you number one they're they, they, they're comfortable with each other in a sense because bucky felt like he could go and do that mm -hmm. but then immediately started to piss him off yeah <laughs> uh, and my favorite line in the entire thing was when he's like how do you know who gandalf is and he's like i read the hobbit in 1951 when it was released in 1937 when it, <laughs> whatever, when it, was released. it was. Yeah. whatever it was yeah and yeah. I was I laughed so hard at that because that's the comedy element that is not taking away from the serious nature of both that interaction and the show as a whole. Yeah. But it's funny. And even Falcon saying, like, don't bring your, you know, reemerged, you know, self here, your old reemerged self to tell me what my rights are. And so what I took away from that initial thing was they're both dealing with a ton of self hate. Yeah. For each other. Like obviously like inward. And yeah. that is, I think, dictating the nature of their in-person relationship because Bucky hates himself for many different things, which we established in episode one. Right. And we know that Falcon kind of hates himself because of what Bucky seems to dislike him for right now. Mm -hmm. They just haven't like and they, it took us the whole episode to get there. Yeah. But I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. Um, you were right about the anti-hero nature of John Walker, as we right. now know his name. Uh, I really liked the way that they started the episode with him yeah, being very candid about what was being asked of him, but then his, 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 um, his personality completely took a 180 for the rest of the episode, which I don't know if that was meant to be on purpose. 
Yeah, I thought it was, I didn't think it was a 180 the rest of the episode. I felt like, you know, so you look at the guy, right? And and they, they build up his backstory. He's like, I can't believe I got to take on this this role. But, you know, his he's a special forces guy. There's going to be swagger. There's going to be confidence. There's going to be a little bit of level of like, you know, it's my job to get this stuff done. I'm going to get it done. That's what I do. And I'm the best at it, by the way. And that's why I was chosen. So he's got to have a little bit of that confidence. So I think that little bit of that, like, you know, unsure, unsure nature of, I can't believe I'm about to go do this at the beginning, mm-hmm. turns into his confidence, which makes sense. Um, and I thought he was he was still relatively friendly and, and helpful. And you saw the scene where he, he they, him and his, uh, uh, I guess, sergeant or buddy sidekick, <laughs> you know, in, in uh, his, his version of Bucky, term. his version yeah. of Bucky, basically. His version of Bucky, if you will, um, Black, when they Black come Bucky. in. And uh, they, they uh, you know, they, they do well. It comes off great. It looks like he's trying to, you know, foster a relationship with with falcon and and uh bucky and and uh but yeah i thought the end with him the whole like okay well, then get the hell out of my way initially i and the first time i watched it, i was like what a a-hole like why would he do that like that seems like a, a a wrong move but then i'm like you know i can see this now is you know he's he's one of these guys he's laid out the the welcome mat to them multiple times and tried to bring them to the fold and they've just been kind of dicks to him the yeah. entire time and so he's finally like, you know what, just do your thing then, just stay out of my way. Because I don't have time for this crap. And I could see yeah. him just kind of like, I'm done. I've, I've laid it out, I've tried it a couple times. At this point now, I'm just gonna go do my job. And his job is whatever this government agency is asking him to do, which is where I think, you know, there's always this conflict in all comic books between, you know, government and freedom. And, and it's always, you know, the government's always the bad side sometimes, it seems like in, in comic books, because there's that potential for overreach, if you will. That's true. Um, I guess, yeah, you're right. It wasn't necessarily throughout the whole episode, but in the wrestling world, they call, call it a heel turn. <laughs> and I felt yeah. like he almost had a heelish turn at the end of the episode. And he started yeah. to become like a tweener where it's like he's sort of laying in between a good guy and a bad guy. Right. And like every interaction that they had from that interview and you know throughout, he seemed to become more and more heelish as it was going on and then basically at the end of the episode he was just like you know and and maybe you're right maybe it's not malice behind it it's more look i've got to do this and if you're not if you're not with me you're kind of against me so don't get in my way because he said it a couple of times it's going to be hard enough right like look at what happened the one physical interaction that he had and this is going back to my prediction of him not being able to handle it like Once the shield was gone, he was useless, especially right. against the super soldiers, which is interesting. And they made that very clear by he was very good with the shield. But and I thought, where are they going to go with this? And it took one punch and he was done Yeah, without the shield. So to me, that's very telling. Also, oh, yeah. from, from a visual perspective, everything about him looks Bobo brand except for the shield. To me, it does. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see everything that. Everything does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering where they're going to go with this and see if they try to... Are they going to keep him in the fold in kind of a, a lesser, kind of a, a Black Widow-esque role? More mm-hmm. of a, a limited agent type thing. You can only do so much when paired up with the other other people, you know? Or or what? Yeah, it's it's funny, though. But his, his character, it's a mystery. It is a mystery because I'm trying to figure out where they're going to go with it. Um, and then I think that, that, you know, that kind of, at the same note, the the, the bad guy group, if you will, they just got more deep on this one too they're also a bit of a mystery right because they're 
they're fulfilling this Robin Hood sort of role, you know, and they have an antagonist that isn't necessarily the same, isn't necessarily what we would consider the good guys, if you will, like the, the Captain America, Bucky and Sam group. You know, they have this, you know, these other people that they're going, that they have uh, an, an antagonistic role with. Yeah, they're they're interesting. I think they're you know it's, I'm hesitant to say that they're maybe just okay people because I think it's a, a typical you know idea that you know that their their motto is uh, I think is a dangerous idea even though it sounds like a really good idea right the one world one people one world one people I think is what they kept saying right sounds yeah. great sounds great except for like anything with that right. Who gets to tell who in the one world, one people, what the way is? Yes. The world is made up of many cultures. And so when you start going one world, world people, I hear, well, someone's going to have to subvert to someone else's way if that's the case. So who gets to pick that? Yeah, <clears throat> that, that I thought was interesting because obviously um, from an American perspective, we have been fighting isms for the last 20 years or so sure. um, through varied success. I mean, we, we're never going to eradicate whatever ism it is we're looking to, to, right. to get rid of. Uh, we haven't been successful yet, except for maybe Nazism, but not even if you look at, it's more grassroots level now. It's not on the same level as the Holocaust was, but communism, right. alive and well. Uh, socialism, people want that in this country, so that's alive and well. Um, <laughs> you know, and and now you're looking at this Robin Hood, is this idea of like um freedomism is almost what i called it where it's like well i'm free to do whatever it is i want i don't have to be told what to do but somebody has to be the leader somebody has to have some there has to be some structure like you can't have just pure anarchy and everybody does whatever they want because you know what's going to happen right. everybody's going to sect themselves off anyway and you're going to be back to where you were so like okay there's no flags and no boundaries but like all of the islamic people are over here and all of the you know asian people are over here and like that's naturally what we do It'll just turn into one global high school is what it will turn into. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the whole point of that is, is while I caution that, you know, that I don't think they're meant to be the good guys by any means. I think they're meant to be maybe a, a sympathetic uh, bad guy in a way. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's some greater bad guy that they feel like they're fighting against. And I think maybe the idea is that they're just trying to show the chaos yeah. of the post second snap world, pre-snap, snap, snap back world, like that whole idea of all the chaos that, that ensues and how it it can change everything in ways and create whole new problems for the Avengers and for, you know, the, the super people, if you will, of, of yeah. uh, the... What did you make of the reveal of the leader being um, a, basically what looked like a teenager? Yeah, that, that was interesting. Was, so was she the leader of the whole organization or was it like a cell? So that's uh, th that's one thing I don't know. Uh, one interaction that took place was that they, they, and they sort of brushed over it very quickly, but it was when they got to their refuge uh, place, that text message that said, you took what was mine and now I'm going to kill you. And so right. it makes me wonder if the, this small group wants what the larger group wants but not to the extreme nature of what they want yeah it's or or it's in reverse or they want the more extreme version of it but we're made to feel sympathetic because the characters themselves i mean they even went through the the, the trouble of making us feel bad for the guy sacrificing himself so the plane can get out even right. though it doesn't hit quite like that for me but no. you know they're they're trying to add some sympathy and it, it makes me wonder if 
one of those two scenarios is the case and they're going to flip us in some way and i think what ends up happening here too is this is a very similar trope where like they're a sympathetic uh antagonist if you will and then right. every every sympathetic antagonist crosses the line in some fashion and they go right. straight on to the dark side like I mean, Star Wars Episode Three, Anakin was like towing that line for the entirety of the movie until he finally just went there, right. even though we all knew he was going to go. But it's like you kind of you're anticipating that in some way. And it's interesting how that happened because we felt antagonistic to the new Captain America and yet somewhat sympathetic toward what we think is the bad you know, group here. And they're right. going to have to, they're, they're obviously going to change our minds in some fashion. It'll be interesting to see how we get there. So yeah. um, the overall dynamic I thought was, and I wanted to know what you thought, because like when I, she popped out, I was like, well, she's very young. And I looked it up yeah. and she is very young. Um, I mean, she's in her twenties, but it's still, she's, I don't think she's meant to be that old. Yeah. Wasn't she, she in the Han, wasn't she in the Han Solo movie? Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah. So, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, the whole, you know, the whole uh, therapy scene in in the prison. First of all, there was a couple things that kind of led you there. Number one, um, you know, Bucky having an outstanding warrant for missing his therapy yeah. session, which didn't even con occur to me that that's what it would have been for. That was a really cool a cool scene too, because the lead up to that scene, obviously, you know, with Isaiah, the super soldier, who I'm assuming was not Hydra, but. Mm -hmm. anti-hydra if you will yeah um but also where did he come from who made who gave him what serum that was weird but it was an yep. interesting idea that well if you are going to create a super soldier and you don't want people to know about it what else do you do with them you throw them in jail for 30 years to make everyone forget about them yep. that works man mm -hmm. that's tragic you know yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but i like the lead up to that i thought it was a good commentary on like kind of relations in in the country when they had him walking through the streets and it was clearly not a good neighborhood and they're arguing and the cops immediately come up and they start like going is everything okay here and who they go to they go to the black guy first he's like excuse me what's going on you know and his yeah. initial response is hey back off i'm i'm busy which then riles him up a little more and bucky's like don't you know who this is and also there's a there's a double commentary there right there's mm -hmm. this commentary on like race relations in america and, and it was kind of a i thought it was a good thing to kind of throw in there but also the double commentary on it was uh something always supersedes that right and it's like mm -hmm. celebrity and fame will always supersede race relations right because as soon as they know who the person is all of a sudden they're that stuff drops and they go it's a celebrity yeah. <laughs> well, it, was, it was an interesting interaction because I thought Bucky being like, hey, just show them the ID. And they're like, but I'm not doing anything wrong here. Like, right. Just, yeah. Exactly. Like you and I, it would be like you and I having an impassioned conversation in the middle of the road and not fighting, not like screaming or whatever, but having, because that's all they were doing was having like an impassioned yeah. conversation really. Right. And the police just rolling up and being like, is he bothering you? And it's like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, we're just talking. And yeah. Bucky kind of going down that road. And then you're right, like the fame thing came up. And I thought, well, that's that that's interesting. But then uh, there was a couple things too. Number one, that, and number two, I thought it was interesting how what the you know flag smasher group was stealing was medicine. And I thought, well, that's fan that's fascinating because now we are you know worried about who's getting shots where, where the supplies yeah. are going and whatnot. And I thought, well, that 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 seems yeah. th those two things seem to sort of, of go with what neat, we're dealing with. A lot of neat commentaries here. I thought they set that scene up good with Sam too because they they laid the foundation for that scene. Well, where like you know we know Sam. He's a he's a veteran. He you know fought in the military. He's an Avenger. 
he's an overall good guy, right? Um, he is, you know, and you know, in that scene, like you want to be like, oh man, just show him the ID. Like, but just show him the ID. He's like, I shouldn't have to show him my ID. Yeah. And it's not because Sam is mistrusting of authority. He he was authority. He is authority. You know what I mean? And you see that, I think it's really like, you, you talk about the race, I think it's a race related thing, but not a bad way. Like when the kid goes, oh, hey man, it's uh, it's Black Falcon. And he's like, it's just Falcon. And he's like, no, it's Black Falcon. He's like, is it because I'm black? I'm Black Falcon? You know, are you black kid? You know, and you can tell like, so for him, he's above it in a way. But then when it comes down on him, you know, you kind of see how, man, even the people who, you know, who for no reason should have this happen to them can have it happen. I thought it was a good commentary that that was a neat way to kind of address kind of an issue in, a, in our country and in the world. I think people need to just be aware of, you know? And, and so I thought it was, it was well played, but it didn't feel preachy by any means. That's what I was gonna say is it was, it was extremely well placed, first of all, because yep. it happened after this bombshell that Sam didn't know and he was legitimately upset like did steve know this and he's like because if he didn't if he knew this and didn't tell me like this is a huge thing that there is many of them out there like that was the whole point was that he and you know steve and bucky were basically supposed to be one of a kind yeah only two and now all of a sudden we find out there's this other guy who still has it because the way he threw that piece into the wall and then you know you find out he's been incarcerated for 30 years and that's another thing too i felt like the fact that the the other super soldier guy was a black male incarcerated for 30 years unnecessarily like that has happened and you've heard cases where remember when dna evidence became at the yeah. forefront how many people were uh, exonerated because yeah. of, of that that yeah. had been sitting in jail for that yeah. long a time so the commentary all was great and it made sense like it wasn't forced preachy and it led us to the interaction at the police station which was a critical interaction so like all of it flowed really well it made sense and it made you think which i think in today's world isn't a bad thing without being preachy no, yeah. virtue it, signaling. And it was good too because i like how they turned it on its head too and ended up arresting bucky because yeah. there's this parole thing and you're like, oh man, like, you know. But then did you think it was gonna go that way, you know? <laughs> did you catch when they were talking about uh how there's the organization that's trying to get the blipped people their lives back basically? And yeah. I thought, and that, and that, that was it. again an episode later after they tried to go to the bank to get a loan, and basically like, well, you didn't exist for five years. So yeah. how funny is it that it's taken this long? It's so government, right? Like it's taken right. this long to get people their lives back, and it's like so technically Sam still like kind of doesn't exist because they're saying that they're trying to get their social security numbers back. They're trying to get you know right. all this stuff back, and it's like yeah, how long it would take to reinstate all of that? Oh yeah, and it's interesting too that the the group the is it were they the flag smashers? What was the name of them? Yeah. Yes, the group is fighting that in a way. And they're like, well, they care more about these people that came back than us. You know, but then you, you realize that, like, well, I mean, are they maybe their empathy is not where it needs to be either. Maybe they can't understand, like, these people disappeared and came back and they're left with nothing. And they don't have, like, Sam has no no job, you know, for five years, no no uh, income showing on his records. You know, that the paper trail disappeared for five years. They do need help, you know. And so I, I think they're, it's interesting to see that whole dynamic kind of play out. And to your point from last week, a lot of these people blipped back in the exact same place that they were. Right. And you pointed out that other people had moved into their homes. Perhaps children of theirs had passed on, right? Or their right. spouses had moved on and had other children. Like so many things 
could have happened in a five-year span and you think about them blipping back and it's like how do we reinsert them into society like we right. don't really have to deal with that in, in you know in in life out when yeah. people are um you know like it's it's similar to when people are in jail for a real long time and try to get yeah. back into into society but we still know where they are we still right. you know acknowledge their existence but these are people that we just said well they're dead and then here they are yeah. uh and how do you do that i mean they even in tom hanks and castaway he was gone for so long they just assumed he was dead and then he comes right. back and it's like how do we bring somebody back from the dead and now right. you're talking about millions of people that you're trying to bring back from the dead who just up and just showed up right yeah and it's and it's because the unknown is you, you assume they're gone you know i i think the a similar idea is you have like you know the u.s military has an interesting thing they do with you know if you go missing in action um they continue to progress you uh in the ranks as if you were not gone you know and basically the idea is that way if you do return you return back not where you were five years ago they try to keep you moving forward so as a way to try to like i think do that the problem is you yeah. couldn't do that in this situation I, this is i no. just i thought that the parallel was interesting where that wasn't done because you had half of the you know three billion of of the six billion people on the planet disappear you know and disappear into dust in front of everyone's eyes and then no one assumes they come back at that point you know like yeah. Yeah. And also, what a horrific way to watch that happen! It was like, right? You, I, I, the, the, the opening scene to Endgame where, um, what's his name? Um, Hawkeye? Is it Hawkeye? Lost his entire family. We thought his oh, daughter yeah. was gonna go, and then he turns around, and the whole family's gone. And yeah. there was no, there was no algorithm to how that worked. It just sort of happened. So yeah. for some people, they're sitting there um with their loved ones and poof they're gone or can i mean even yeah. in, a, in a weird sense it's like somebody who's on their deathbed and their loved one is there to be with them at the end and then poof the loved one goes right and it's like whoa what what are you kidding so yeah. it's a lot to piece back together and i love that they're going into this in depth in ways that are bureaucratic like saying that they're trying <laughs> to get these people's lives back it's like yeah, I've also worked for the federal government long enough to know how long it takes for anything to happen on an administrative level. I mean, yeah. even at the microest of levels to get like leave reinstated yeah. takes nearly an act of God. And can you imagine what it would be like to bring millions of people back to life on paper in this country? Yeah. It would, and not it just would, in one country, but globally. You know? Yeah, well, globally, yeah, that's what I'm, I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I'm even just saying, like, in this country, can you yeah. imagine uh, how, like, can you imagine how long it would take, how and how much would get messed up, too? Like, right. even just saying, like, we're going to fix it, some people would have the wrong identity, some people would have all, you know, these other things, and where Sam gets to benefit is his face is a commodity, like, he's right. a known person, because oh, you're a Falcon. So right. we know who you are just by looking at you, but like the billions of other people who are complete nobodies in comparison have like, they're, it's almost like they're finding out who them, who they are again. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. They kind of threw that in there. And that's one thing I've noticed is they're throwing little nuggets in here and there to give you context about something that happened before, because you had to remember the whole scene with the loan, which I realize is only one episode, but right. It took us, you know, a week to watch. You know, it, you have a week in between. Right. Like, do you remember that? So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, the whole, the whole beginning scene. First of all, from like a cinematic perspective, 
Uh, I loved that the uh, the way that they transitioned using the, you know, they have like the Marvel intro and usually it has very specific music. I yeah. like that they used the music from the celebration of the new Captain America at his high school as that backdrop because yeah. it kept you sort of, like it was just different and I really liked it because every other episode starts with it and then you go in. This was a completely different uh, yeah. approach this time and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, just overall, well put together episode, I thought. Um, neat little, uh, you know, teaser there at the end too. Uh, rolling us to, to Zemo being back so, in the fold. So remind me, which uh, of the Marvel movies did he show up in? He was in Civil War. Okay, that's he what I He was the, the guy in Civil War who's, you know, his kind of a unique bad guy, right? His his thing wasn't to physically harm the Avengers. His job was to, I'm going to turn them against each other yeah. and break them apart and make them ineffective. You know, because, and that's his way of, of getting rid of the Avengers. I can make the Avengers go away by making them hate each other. Um, and so what do you hypothesize his role is going to be knowing that he's been incarcerated? Uh, I believe it was in mm-hmm. Berlin, it looked like. Um, yep. And they're going to him to they're it's like they're doing that thing where they're going to a bad guy to fight another group of bad guys so right like they feel like he must know something that they don't know like he's trying they're trying to figure because i guess they're going to him because they figure he researched enough about hydra and all those things to figure out um where this super serum that clearly all these dudes in this flag smasher group have Yes. I mean, they're all, they're all super soldiers. And so, you know, I, I assume they get the idea is they go to him to try to figure that out. The question is, do they let him out mm-hmm. to get his cooperation and it turns on him? Does he, yeah, I, I find it hard to believe he's just going to stay in jail. Like I have a feeling somehow in this thing, he's going to be out and you know that's going to be an interesting thing what what group is he going to be part of and what's his goal going to be is his goal still anti-avenger is his mm-hmm. goal just you know you know the joker in the dark knight just watch the world burn you know <laughs> but te- technically speaking like the avengers aren't really an existing group in this particular series like they're sort of a yesteryear group even though it wasn't that long ago Right. Uh, there, because we said last week that the the U.S. government specifically is probably trying to recreate something similar to what the Avengers were, because they want to be, you know, you you want to be sort of uh, tied to something that worked before, and you want to feel the comfort right. of saying, well, we did this before, we needed this before, so we need it again. But yep. really, like you said, like most of the Avengers that are left after Endgame, they're all scattered and kind of doing their own thing. There hasn't there, and I assume that these shows that they're putting on these mini series are going to lead up to some of these movies where they're going to have like the big come together um, sort of yeah. moment where they it, have to fight. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was, you know, Fury brought them together and Fury kind of controlled the idea, but you know, in a way it was really Stark and Captain America and, and, That's true. and you know, that kind of like kept them together, I guess, if you will. Um, and now they're both gone. The question is, are they kind of rudderless right now? And that's why there is no Avengers compound, if you will, or Avengers, because, you know, they're still reeling from the last big threat. And so maybe we're dealing with right now just the the aftermath, small chaos that occurs after the big 
destruction yeah. of, of that last phase or whatever. And now that we're building, I'm sure we're building to something else. There's always a bit, you know, it's one thing you can always count on a comic book movie or a comic book about is there's always a big bad guy uh, who's got some grand plan of world domination or universal domination or destruction that eventually they're going to all have to get together and, and, and deal with. Um, but I think it's interesting to see how they're, they're kind of taking this new tact of going after, well, here's how we're going to build this next crew up together and get, have you become invested in them as as a set of heroes you want to root for. So not I, I, I said last week we weren't going to get nerdy into the comic book lore, but one thing I do know that happened a handful of years ago is I believe there was an, uh, um, an installment of Captain America the comic where he was Hydra, like they had drawn him as a member of Hydra, and it was kind of mm-hmm. a big deal. Like his suit was was the whole thing. Yeah. And it just it just occurred to me right now when you were talking is it possible that they could use that storyline with this new Captain America where he sort of almost goes rogue in a way and embodies the message so much that he ends up, because I, I can't believe Hydra is completely gone. Right. You know, and they're obviously bringing back, yeah, they keep mentioning it, Bucky's there. So it makes me wonder if perhaps the Captain America experiment or the Captain America 2 experiment is going to um, backfire and that's partially what's going to make Sam pick up the mantle officially because it mm. you could see that happening and it yeah. and it would be it would be an actually interesting thing to do within the context of this show mm-hmm. to get us to a larger picture because as we've said I don't think Captain America is going to exist as like uh, Chris Evans but I do think that it can if if the end goal of this particular series is to get Sam to pick up the mantle Mm-hmm. That could be an interesting way to get there. Are, are now, remind me, are these se- miniseries one season done? From what I understand, they are. Okay. There's no well, and initially, I, you never know what they end up doing with these things. You know, money talks, right? So they make enough money for them that you know, and they can find a way to tie it in. I mean, I give Marvel a lot of credit. They do a really good job of not. They make so much money that they can afford to keep their creativity right where they want it to be, so they don't have to make something just because it made money. Um, but I would not be surprised if these are one-offs that kind of lead to a, it sounds like the plan right now is they're one-offs that lead to other series and other movies. Okay, cause so we, we don't expect there to be a season two of WandaVision for instance. Like we got our we got our nine episode origin story. Um, so thinking- From what I understand, the- WandaVision is, is supposed to, or Wanda will be involved heavily in the Doctor Strange movie of next year. I could see that. What would be uh, the connection, I guess? One more interesting thing to note. Uh, in WandaVision, they never, I don't think, talked about her as being an Avenger or giving her the credit for being an Avenger the same way that Sam is getting that in both episodes. Right. Um, and they didn't even really talk about Bucky in that way because I think Bucky is seen as Hydra for this whole time and he sort of came around at the end. But interesting mm-hmm. how that, how that, uh, that little dichotomy where wanda sort of seemed as if she was an anti-hero who wasn't really related to what happened except for the loss of vision but yet sam they've now mentioned it a couple of times where his fame as an avenger has come into an episode in some fashion it stopped right. him from getting arrested but couldn't get him alone so uh right. that, that that was something i and I, I i have to assume that that's on purpose because i think we have associated certain characters more like sam's affiliation with uh steve Mm-hmm. is more avenger-esque whereas wanda right. was a 
a bad character who kind of came apart but she never really became like one of the crew because she was just so vastly different so much more powerful than most of them and yeah you know yeah, I think it's because, you know, if you think about it, she, she kind of was taken in by them to, you know, almost like a like an orphan after in Age of, at the end of Age of Ultron, right? She she helped them with Sokovia, but that was more of a, not because she was an Avenger, but because she was there. Yes. And she was Sokovian. And it was her home. And so she helped them. And they brought her in. And then they brought her in just long enough for Civil War to happen. And she breaks off and goes with the Rogues, mm-hmm. right? The people who are anti, you know, yeah. not, you know, uh, uh, you know, Steve Rogers when he goes off, and and so he takes Bucky and, and Sam. I think Sam had the 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 reason. I think we look at Sam as being more of the you know Avenger type is because you go back to like Winter Soldier, where Sam was definitely on Cap's team, and Cap was working for you know this. And plus, Sam at the time was in the in the U.S. military, and so you kind of he has like a a backstory of of credibility, if you will, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Vice Wanda was this person we don't know. She shows up, she's ultra powerful, and she immediately sides with the anti side and disappears for a while. She comes back and fights in Infinity War, but like no one, I don't think, in the the government or the people really knew what was happening in Infinity War. And then she yeah. disappears for five years, and she comes back, and then she doesn't do a lot of good initially. In fact, she does a lot more bad probably than good when she creates her world, and you know, yeah. So she's never really been a hero yet, you know. In our, in our eyes, she is kind of one of the good guys. We know about it, but I think you can look at the people in the world or whatever, probably don't see her that way. They don't know her. They don't they don't have that connection. But you're right, with Sam, there's absolutely that connection with him as the Falcon. Mm-hmm. This person that we know, we've had a backstory on, who, who served on the side of good for a while, even when he went and just went rogue for two years and disappeared, you know, they're still like, well, yeah, but look what he did before, you know, maybe he's okay. Then when he comes back and does good things again, you go, see, yeah, he was good all along, you know? <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the, the grades, um, I also like the, the presentation of Bucky. He's almost like very Punisher-esque. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know why. Like, I, it's funny. They're like, he's very hard, difficult to get get along with. And the staring thing was funny. Is he always stare yeah. like that? And they're like, yeah. But he's like this brooding character, but yet there is a charm to him. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the sympathy factor where we we know so much about his history, we know what he's struggling with, so we feel bad for him, and they kind of set that up in the first episode. But I don't know, like I find him to be, uh, I, like I said, the word charming comes up where it's like there's something about his character that's comedic, even though it's tragic at the same time. Yeah, you know, I think it's I, I like his character as well. I like the fact that he's kind of gruff, and you know, but I think what it, I think what makes you endears you to him is. Um, and it's because he's like 103, right? So like he doesn't have, it's like he doesn't have to impress anybody anymore. He doesn't care. No. You know, he just wants to be him. And he doesn't care really what you think about him. He cared what Steve thought about him, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. Um, he cares that he wants to be, he wants to be, he wants to make amends for what he's done in the past. He knows he wants to do that. But at the same time, he's not going to look around for people and tell him, tell them, expect them to like tell him he's good or he's bad or he's funny or he's not funny. And I think that people gravitate to that kind of like confidence, even though it's, you know, he has yeah. he clearly has confidence issues and it comes down to like, whether he's actually a good guy or not. But I think it's uh, I think there's a level of confidence. He carries himself within his snarkiness that I think everyone kind of enjoys. Yeah. But that, 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 that doubt is there, especially when um, the Isaiah guy said like, we don't just wake up and, 
decide we're going to be different people. Right. Which was interesting because we mostly say in, as, as humans that like, you know, a tiger doesn't change, whatever, a leopard doesn't change his spots, right? But people do change sometimes. And he's oh, people been through, animals. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 people do change. And I think we've seen that his change is, is difficult because I think he's struggling with everything that he did. And that's why I think both of the two char- main characters are dealing with their own self-hate and it's dictating the nature of their relationship with themselves and with the interestingly antithesis uh, pairing of Captain America. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're right. Like, yeah. And, uh, but yet, you know, that, that's why I think it's it's very layered storytelling. Yeah. With the the type of, of stories that they're telling being in your face, if that makes sense, because it's an action movie. Like, you kind of know but there's there it's a very like 24s thing where you're like i know there's something going on i don't really know what's going on i've just got to keep you know kind of wait it out so yeah uh, very very enjoyable stuff even two episodes in so yeah. would you uh how, how do you feel about a grade for this one uh so i i think what i give the last one a d plus or a b, yeah. I give it a b. you uh yeah. you went you went tough teacher route because you need you well you went the nfl i need to see more uh yeah. you know then you're, i think you're i'm not... gonna do it i'm gonna do it again because i don't i'm those things i don't want to give like a halo grade to an a and i'm not sure it is an a because I, I i think it's it's really strong um but you know like even some of the you know as i walk through it like you know there is that little bit of that uh i i thought they didn't need to do like it still bothers me the line with and maybe there's a point to it and that's why we'll see what happens but the line where he's like well just you know stay the hell out of my way like that kind of turn a heel you know for for the john walker character mm-hmm. still kind of bothered me I'm, I'm like i don't know it just felt kind of like forced a force turning him into a bad guy after they just spent all this time showing you that maybe he is a sympathetic character that we shouldn't necessarily hate you know uh, but overall yeah i'm probably gonna stay with the b plus on this one i i saw that was great great tv i didn't really have any issues with it i enjoyed it like you said anything that goes that fast and, and i don't turn off or I don't feel like I'm being distracted from is, is clearly better than most things that you yeah. can watch on television. So I'm going to go a minus route only because, uh, within the same episode, John Walker said to the, the, the girl, you know, that was a big mistake that you just made and then immediately got his ass handed to him. So <laughs> my assumption is that that last comment also will ring hollow because, right now we don't really know like all four of them got their asses handed to him yeah. uh, in some fashion and so he might be talking a big game because he wants to prove that he is on the level of these of these two and so i think that it was placed intentionally so i'm going to give them an a minus on that basically because two episodes in uh they've they've managed to give us quite a bit to think about like yeah. most television shows take a few episodes to get started even WandaVision, most people who watched the first two episodes who had not really thought about it, they, I, I, a lot of people told me they're like, the first two episodes stunk. And then they got, they, they learned to appreciate them because three and four kind of got you more involved in it. Yeah. But here, in two episodes, they've managed to layer a bunch of different topics for you to think about and very smartly uh, gave us some things to think about that are applicable in our own world. And right. I think that that's really, really cool because I think that they're you don't have to be preachy virtue signal to get points across to make people think about another perspective besides their own and i think it's very smart for disney to do this in a way that's not like i think a lot of people watching 
you know, like I would be interested to hear like what your dad would say, how he took it, right? Did like did he take it the way that we did, where it was like, huh, right? Or you know, like are some people going to take it differently, more preachy? I don't know, but I think for us, where who were people who don't generally like virtue signal and point to something that is wrong, we want to talk about it. It wasn't an offensive way to do it, so I appreciated that, and I think they are giving us a lot to think about. Uh, and that's why I'm giving them a better grade the last time because I think they actually upped the ante from the first episode, and we still got what six or seven episodes left. I think it's it's like eight or nine episodes. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, they don't tell you, I think, out front, do they? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I have no I was, idea. I was surprised that Wandavision. They were like, "Oh, it's the se- season finale," and I was like, "It is okay." Sure. I know they had talked about it being like eight, eight or nine. But I don't think we really knew it was eight or nine until like we were most okay. of the way through it and then it officially got released to be eight or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. I, I will say this and like, I like the nuanced way that they're dealing with all of these issues. And it's something that, you know, I think we miss in the world today where everything is a hot take or everything is a, it is this or it's this. You get one person yelling about this thing and it's all on this side. And this person is yelling about the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And things like Facebook and Twitter, where basically it's, it's I have an opinion and my opinion is this. And if you disagree with me, you're you're a terrible person. Um, and vice, you know, like, and I feel like this, they're approaching a lot of issues and they're doing it in a very nuanced way that make you go, oh man, this is mm-hmm. complicated. And that's what the world is. The world is complicated. Yeah. And uh, so I like the fact that they're they're willing to do that. And that's, it's impressive for a comic book movie, if you will, <laughs> you know? Um, possibly unprecedented too like i because the the marvel cinematic universe got you to think about mostly overconsumption in the end like the whole the whole point of thanos's thing was that there's too many people consuming way too much so we just have to lop off half the thing and we'll be good to go and it's a completely misguided way of thinking about it because because you lop off half the population doesn't mean you're going to lop off half the consumption so uh the the rest (laughs) of us left are like oh more for us so we're going to keep consuming it's the same thing as when people say oh a marathon's two times harder than a half marathon it's like uh, let's walk that back because that is not true. Uh, you know, so I agree with you. Um, so before we get out, uh, I, I you know really enjoyed this. I think I think last week uh, set a good tone, and and I feel like it's refreshing to talk about something fun for a change because right. I'm really tired of talking about all the stuff we see in the world where people just don't really know how to like treat other people anymore. Right. And I'm really just getting tired of having to be faux outraged not even faux outraged but just outraged about stuff and it's nice to talk about a show have a dialogue with somebody who's willing to you know hear hey it was it was interesting to think about the police interaction but not have to dive into well what do we you know like what does it mean in the grand context of what we're doing it's like it just makes us more aware of the interactions that other people might be having and make it much more aware in ours so it's nice um but i've appreciated your time on this for sure i hope you've had a good time so far we still got some time to go but uh yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel like we're onto something here. So I'll let uh, I'll let the listeners dictate that. But I definitely appreciate your time, Mike. Yeah, th- thanks, Matt. I appreciate being here. Enjoy it. I look All forward right. to next week too. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you down the road. Have a good weekend.